Okay, so today is International Women's Day, and I am celebrating it with our SVP, Cindy Servone Carlson. Hello. Hello. We've been trying to do this for so long. But that's what happens when you get two busy women trying to that's get That's right. <laughs> that's right. So just start out with today. There has been some criticism that there's no message for International Women's Day for the strike that's happening today. What is it for you? Sure. Uh, I saw a post today on Facebook that International Women's Day is going to be a day without privileged women. Because um, privileged women can have the chance to strike, but mm -hmm. not privileged women can't. And I, I think it's interesting. I don't think that that perspective is wrong. Um, but I think it's interesting that women are constantly, in every aspect of life, held to a higher standard. So even our protests are held to a higher standard yeah. and our messaging is held to a higher standard. And they said the same thing about the Women's March in January, that it didn't uh, have a very clear message, um, which I went. And the most beautiful thing about that was the fact that there were so many different things that we stand for and we can stand under the same umbrella um, and say, you know, women's rights is important, equal pay is important, Black Lives Matter is important, um, LGBTQ rights are important. Uh, and as women, we care about all of those because we're the caretakers of the world, right? We mm -hmm. create life and we caretake for life. Mm -hmm. um, so I find it interesting that that same argument is for today. So Women's International Day for me, it started in 1909, right. if I don't That's quote right. me on that. Mm -hmm. um, and it was for mostly equal pay and voting rights. Um, but I think just like the march, it can mean something different to every single woman. You know, for me personally, today is about two things. It's about supporting other women and celebrating women and putting women first and foremost in my mind that if I want to buy something or use someone's service or partner with someone, I'm going to try to look for women right now. I'm going to try to help out my fellow sister because mm -hmm. that's what this is about. Until we start doing that as women this problem isn't going to go away. It's our problem to solve. We can't ask the world to solve it for us. So how does that translate in the workplace? Sure. Uh, supporting women and, and speaking up for other women. Absolutely. Um, I think in business and workplace. So in workplace, it's, um, you know, if you've blazed your own path and you've done well within your organization, it's unfortunately, I don't know if it's human nature or, or a female intuition or, or something of that nature that, you want to just like really make it on your own. But what we have to do is we have to turn around and grab another woman and pull her up. And that might be a simple conversation in the bathroom of, hey, in that meeting, you said, I think this is what we need to do. But what you really said is, this is what we need to do. Because you know, you're the expert in that. It could be something as simple as that. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean that you should only hire women and only, that's not realistic. Right. Um, you should hire what's best for the role, but you should support and be there to rise up other women. And we sometimes have a tendency to tear each other down. And especially mentor other women. I think mentorship is something that women are really looking for. And if, to have another woman in a position of power, that's very encouraging, I think, mm -hmm. to other women. So just to take on that role of actually mentoring a, another woman in your in your office. Oh, absolutely. And I, I see mentorship uh, being turned into this really like formal Right, yes. You know, politically correct, we need to sit down and talk about our... And, I, and there's nothing wrong with that approach. Maybe it's just my own personal approach that I don't do that. But it's just being real with mm -hmm. the other person. It's saying, 
um, you know, I had a, a woman that I was working with the other day where she's having a tar- hard time with her boss and she's telling me what she was doing and saying and I had to tell her that you can't act like that. Yeah. You can't act like that because that's not how you're going to get ahead. Mm-hmm. This is how you get ahead. And she said it was tough love, but it was one of the best things someone had told her because no one had been straight with her. Yeah. You know, we want to be kind to each other and not step on each other's emotions because women are known to be more emotional. No, I'm sorry. We got to get over that. Time. Especially if you know what works. Yeah. Like, this is how you get ahead. It's sure. not. This is what worked for me. Right, right. Right. And and you're different and I'm different than the next person. And your path might be different, but, you know, just at least giving someone the idea that they have the opportunity or the chance to mm-hmm. do something is really important. Mm-hmm. And to echo what you were saying about in meetings, just to help support women, we've talked about um, in the Obama White House, um, the women in his administration in meetings, when one would say something, the another woman in the meeting, to make sure that that point was made, would say, I really agree with what Kelly said. She said this, and they'd reiterate the point. I think that kind of like echoing each other and, and giving credit is also very important to oh, helping women get, I think go forward. I hadn't heard that. I think that's uh, that's really so cool. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think if you don't agree, you don't agree. And right. You don't just agree to, to agree. But um, we we don't get to do things the same way men do. We don't get – it's not as easy. And there ain't nothing we're going to be able to do about that until we make small changes. And that takes doing the extra step of mm-hmm. helping echo our sister's words if we agree with it. And um, Especially yeah. if they're good ideas right. that will help the company. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. So in, in your discussions with women, you do a lot of work with YWCA. Mm-hmm. And what, what kinds of work are you doing with sure. women? The YWCA of Metropolitan Chicago, um, their mission is to empower women and eliminate racism. So pretty great. Pretty two pretty big <laughs> yeah. goals that we have over there. <laughs> yeah. um, and our fearless leader is Dory McWhorter, and she's an absolutely fantastic CEO of the Y. And she's taking it from not just your old school everyday non for profit, but really turning it into a social enterprise. Non for profit is just a tax status, is what she says, and you can still make money. Um, so we're trying to figure out ways to help the organization make money um, through business and not just rely on donors and government grants. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're making incredible strides. I, I know in 20 years they're going to look back on this model that her and her team create and say, we need to replicate that all over the place. So, uh, And why do we do it? We do it because for the services that we provide. So the YWCA, um, largest um, domestic and sexual abuse hotline in Illinois. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have so many services that you've never even heard of. Um, early childhood development. Um, after school care, nutrition, um, we do tech girls, so teaching girls STEM programs. Nice. Um, but it's really about taking women and, and girls from surviving all the way to the process of thriving. Nice. Um, because we all know that if you take care of women, a woman will take care of her neighborhood. A woman will take care of her world. So if you're helping one woman, you're helping a hundred. So imagine the impact you can make when you do that. And we know, I mean, studies have shown that women in business help businesses. Mm-hmm. Like there needs to be women at your company. We make over 50% of the buying, right. you know, decisions in the household. Why would you not want, why yeah. would you not want <laughs> our perspective on things, mm-hmm. you know? And I, again, I, I go back to personal responsibility. And so, and I'm not perfect at this, but 
I've made a conscious decision to try to support businesses and companies that support women. You know, if you are a brand that you have no women on your board, I'm not buying your purse. I'm not buying your shoes. You don't get my money because mm-hmm. you're a purse company and you don't have women on your board. And so many Fortune 500 companies don't. I mean, women still do not have a seat on boards Mm-mm. often. It was it 19% now? Um, and it's, it's increasing, mm-hmm. which is great. It is great. Um, I saw a stat that um, there were, I don't know the exact number, but... Um, Instead of thinking they have to wait for a man to leave the board to fill it with a woman, companies are expanding the number of people on their board to increase women. So that it overcomes the hurdle of, well, we have to wait till someone, you know, quits, we fire, or they die. And that makes sense. Right. I mean, just, just to add someone. <laughs> this is a made-up game. This is like imaginary, mm-hmm, actually, mm-hmm. the whole thing. These rules. Right. Yeah. So um, just add women and get that perspective. And then there's stats that show that. Companies that have women on their boards and women leadership do better. Right. And we've our stats, challenger stats, uh, say that women are making gains in the CEO role. So we are seeing more women head up companies. It's still way below way below what, sure. what men are doing. But it's it's something. It's something to grasp onto. We we've we've made headway, right? Yeah. And you can go back to nineteen oh nine when this day started and I wonder if there were how many CEO women there were back then. I right. There was at least one. And then, in, you know, the 1970 strike where women just left work and stopped doing their domestic duties. And that was to show, I think, in part how few women were in the workplace, but also just how much they were doing. I mean, they were also taking care of the kids and taking care of the house and going to the grocery store and doing all these other things. And they said, no, this isn't how it should be. Right. You have to... We, the world is changing, the way we do things is changing, the way we purchase things changing, the way we do things at home is changing. We have to change with that. And I love that I get to go out there and I talk to amazing executives, women and men, but um, women especially, where I can't tell you how many I've met that I say, well, you know, what does your husband do if we're just having our general mm-hmm. conversation? And, oh, he actually stays at home. And I love that I've seen more of that. Yes. Um, That's very lean in. It too, is very you lean know. in. Yeah, it's very and, – and they get to – they get to focus on their career in the way that men have had the chance to focus on their career mm-hmm. for a long time. And then all the children around get to see that that is an aspect. Right. That, that is a choice. Right. You can stay at home or you can go to work, son. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends which way, who you meet and who you end up with if you choose to And how married. you build your life. And you how know, you want to build your, what's yeah. important to you, mm-hmm. you know? I also want to talk about the event that you're holding on April 4th. April 4th, Equal Pay Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thanks for asking. <laughs> um, so Equal Pay Day is April 4th, so it takes uh, up to that point in the year for women to actually start making the same amount of money as men. And I think a lot of men hear that and think that we're blaming them, and I don't I don't think that's the case. In fact, I do, and I'll use the word blame, I blame us uh, for at least some Part of the of sense it, yeah. of that, right? Uh, some of the sense of the 30 cents. So, um because we don't ask for things. It's not in our nature. We have to be taught it, we have to learn it, and we have to do it even though it still feels awkward and we don't want to do it. Um, so asking for a raise is huge. Um, we run the Challenger University here and uh, it coaches kids that are in college or right out of college on how to be young professionals. And I always ask that question, who here will or has negotiated their first job? And guys raise their hands all the time. I didn't negotiate my no, first job. Yeah. 
Right, right. Didn't even think about it. Did you? No. No. No way. You can't. I'll, I'm going to pay you $28,000 a year. Awesome. Okay. Taking it. Yeah, thanks. Yes. That seems fair. <laughs> yes. I won't be able to eat, but it seems fair. <laughs> um, but we don't ask for the things that we want. So equal pay day, I've decided to block that whole day from work, and I'm scheduling 30-minute intervals with uh, any woman that wants to sign up with me. They have to fill out um, some information prior so I can prepare for their conversation. But really talking about... Where are you currently at in terms of compensation? Or maybe you're talking about a raise or promotion. Where are you at? What do you want to achieve? What are the aspects of your role right now and the dynamics of you and your boss and the company? And then we're going to figure out a way for you to ask for that raise, promotion, or compensation increase. Um, Because my goal is to do this and those women go do it and it works. Mm -hmm. And, you know awesome that they're making more money um but then they go do that for someone else right and then they go do that pass for it on else. yeah it, it gets passed on that they're like i know i did this and it was okay you can do this too that's almost half the problem just you you don't think it'll happen mm-hmm. you think oh i'll get rejected and mm-hmm. i'm not gonna put myself out there mm-hmm. that's half the battle well we don't talk about compensation yeah yeah that's other. very taboo also. you know and my group of girlfriends um we talk about compensation and uh you know sometimes someone's up Sometimes someone's down, mm-hmm. but we talk about it because it's important for us to talk about it. I just had this conversation with my group of friends, and they're like, we should know what we're making because yeah. we should be trying to, you know, better ourselves. Because what if you're in similar roles or similar type exactly, of level yes. roles, and you're like, whoa, how'd you do that? Mm-hmm. At least it starts the, com- the conversation, right. right? Yeah, we should be talking about it. Yeah. It's an old school, you know, I don't know if it's an urban legend or not, but they don't want us talking about it. Or it's like impolite right. or something. Right. Yeah. Who cares? It's just money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you might be able to make a little bit more if you right. talk about it. Right. right? That's what we're all trying to do. That's what, yeah, just make that dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get started in your career? Sure. Um, so I'll say with Challenger because I've been with Challenger most of my career. Um, I lost my job. <laughs> um, I lost my job and um, I was temping uh, 10 years ago. In January of this year, it would be 10 years ago, I was temping. Maybe it was 11 years. No, I 10. feel like 11? I feel like we started around the same time. Mm. It should be 11. <laughs> All starts blending together. <laughs> yeah. um, a while ago, uh, I was temping as a word processor, um, typing up resumes because I didn't have a job and needed to pay the bills. And um, John Challenger asked me to um, do a project, which I had no idea what he was talking about, but I did it, and I did it really well. Um, and then I decided, I learned through that process a little bit more about our business and what we do and how we help people and um, just that we're there to help people through one of the hardest things that people have to go through. And I, I wanted to be a part of that. And, but I asked John, I said, would you, would you be open to me being in sales? Cause I, I'm not even trying and I'm, I'm selling this cause people were calling me. Um, and John, again, it takes a good leader too, to give someone an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And John said yes. and. Um, I've slowly, you know, rose the ranks through since then, and um, I get to go out there and do something that I love every single day. But and it you, took that ask. Yes, you had to ask I first. Asked. I had to ask, um, and I I've asked for. You can probably ask John Challenger this. I've <laughs> asked for a ton of things, a ton of things since then, um, and I don't get a yes to everything, <laughs> right? But what's well, the worst thing yeah. ever said to me is no, right, right, right. Um, which I can take no sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but I've gotten a lot of things too because I've worked my tail off. So right. it's not that you can right, just right, go right. ask for things. You have to, I have these stats 
and the experience and the, you know, behind me to say, this is the why this is important. Mm -hmm. Um, But I asked, and that's something that we are not great at. Right. And, but you get better at it because you see it works. So the more you do it, it becomes like a muscle that you're training of. And the no isn't as hard Mm -hmm. when you, when you're getting some yeses. Sure. And then how do you counter the no? It's okay. Can I come back to you in six months? Mm -hmm. And what do I need to do in order to get that? What in your mind would justify whatever that ask is? You know, can we set those goals and can I come back in six months? And then at that point, if I've met these goals, can we do, can we do that? So that's, so that's how you progressed and how I think many women ultimately progress in their careers. Um, what do you think employers can do to be maybe more open-minded? Should they do anything uh, mm. to recognize women or to even to recognize this day? I would, I, would love, I would love to see the companies that I visited today, everyone wearing red, including the men. Um, that's not what happened today, but uh, that, that, and that's okay. It's a, it's a place to start. I don't, I don't think men, I don't, and this is me, I literally don't think because I'm not in their heads, but I don't think men realize the bias that they have towards women or um, the way they treat them in a meeting. And I don't think it's malicious. 99% of the time, I don't think it's conscious. I think it's a subconscious reaction to the way that we have been raised. I do it sometimes. I find myself in meetings when a woman speaks up about something that sometimes I'm like, God, that was kind of bitchy. No. You know? Mm-hmm. And why Why did I? And I have to ask myself. I have to consciously stop myself and ask myself, why did I think that? Right. Would I have thought that if some if a man would have said it? Right. And I think just that stopping and asking yourself, being aware, catching it and asking yourself that question as a man or a woman is the first step mm-hmm. to why we do this. Because we are being bombarded every day all around us with reasons why women are an inferior gender. Right. Um, from media to your commercials to fashion to everything. Mm-hmm. And we have to, both men and women have to counter that every single day. Um, so it really starts with the individual, like yeah. just analyzing why you're doing something, why you feel a certain way towards someone. And if it means something to you, making a decision where we spend our dollars, you know, and I think that's the second thing and who we want to work for. You know, if, if you're being constantly um, having sexism occur in the workplace for whatever reason, you don't have to take it. Mm-hmm. You can go find a new job. And then in that exit interview, you can tell them this is why. And maybe that lesson is going to save someone else in the future. Right. But don't sit back and say, I'm a victim. No. So it's, it's about speaking up yeah. also. Speaking up and, but not screaming and yelling, which mm-hmm. I've, I've done before. And it's not the right thing to do either. <laughs> um, so we all make mistakes. But um, that doesn't help either. It's, a, it's about doing it in a conscious, um, really respectful way that's going to – doing it in such a way that it can be heard right, on the other right. side of it, right? And putting your dollar where it matters, putting your words where it matters, putting your work where it matters, um, that's what yeah. we can do. Well, thank you so much. Thanks this has been great. Me. This is so fun. <laughs> yeah. Definitely do it again. Absolutely. A huge thank you to our SVP, Cindy Servon Carlson. If you want to read more on women and women in business, you can check out Challengers Research on our website at Tag Women. Uh, you can also follow us online at Challenger Gray on Twitter and Facebook and on LinkedIn, Challenger Gray and Christmas Inc. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.